Welcome to Dig It. This is the speaker. I'm here today with my co-host, The Sharp Edge. How you doing, Edge? Hello. We have some sad news today. That's Corey's not going to join us. Oh, I know, right? It's for a good reason, though. It is. She's moving house. She made a post the other day. So, yeah, she's she's been incredibly busy. So it's completely understandable. But it's not the same not having everyone here. It just feels weird. I know, right? We miss you, Corey. It does. It just feels real different. Yeah, but show must go on. So we'll keep tracking over here. Today, we're going to get into a few things. We're going to touch on the Ukrainian ambassador spying scandal, a little bit of an update on the Schiff Pelosi impeachment hearing. We're going to talk about Syrian propaganda from ABC, Hunter Biden interview, the Trump meme backlash, and a little bit into CNN Project Veritas and their expose. So let's run straight into the Ukrainian ambassador spying scandal, Edge. All righty. So Judicial Watch is investigating. They filed a FOIA request on Monday regarding records that the ambassador for Ukraine was monitoring specific journalists and others connected to Trump. And some of the people suspected of being monitored are Sarah Carter, John Solomon, Sean Hannity. Laura Ingram, Lou Dobbs, Dan Bongino, and even Donald Trump Jr. and Giuliani. So the former Ukrainian ambassador Yayanovich, she was appointed under Obama, served in 2016 during the election season when Ukraine was supposedly assisting in election interference and helping the DNC and the Hillary campaign with election interference. And she was also ambassador during a short time while Trump was president, but was fired by President Trump. And just recently, actually last Friday, the crooked former Ukrainian ambassador was subpoenaed to provide a deposition for this sham impeachment inquiry, secret impeachment inquiry. Okay, so this is insane. This impeachment sham is subpoenaing deep state players like this former Ukrainian ambassador who's caught allegedly spying on American journalists and even the son of the president as well as uh, Giuliani. So, yeah, this is interesting. We're going to have to watch the development on this. Judicial Watch is on top of it. Sarah Carter, Lou Dobbs, Dan Bongino, and John Solomon have all been reporting on this. Moving on, this impeachment inquiry that Schiff is running, the latest witness, which was uh, this week, was Fiona Hill. And this Fiona Hill is supposedly a former White House top advisor. And according to intelligence expert Tony Schaefer, he stated that he knows pretty much all of Trump's top advisors, and he's never even heard of Fiona Hill. So they had to go really deep into their lineup to find this woman and call her to testify. But this Fiona Hill woman, she apparently was an advisor for the White House who was called as a witness. She retired from the White House position in July, just days prior to this Ukrainian call. So she wasn't even a witness to it. So again, we have another witness testimony of someone who wasn't even present. 
another third party testimony. I heard, <laughs> I heard something of someone or something and it's the same old bullshit, right? Exactly. So this Fiona Hill apparently is also going to be testifying about her opinions and outrage over Trump firing the former Ukrainian ambassador, Yayanovich. Well, imagine that. Yayanovich was spying on American citizens who were looking into the Ukrainian interference into the 2016 election. So yeah, she got fired. This Fiona Hill Looking back into a little bit of her past, she did actually work for George Soros's Open Society Institute from 2000 to 2006. So there's no question there what, what party she is affiliated with, who she's in bed with there. So just another deep state player that was summoned to these secret Schiff fake impeachment hearings. And so on Monday, Matt Getz wanted to attend this testimony or this deposition of Fiona Hill. And Matt Getz is on the Judiciary Committee. And he wanted to attend this hearing. He was kicked out by the House Intel Committee. And he was really upset about that. And then again, on Wednesday, Andy Biggs did the same thing and held a press conference in front of the basement doors of these secret, <laughs> these secret uh, hearings. <sighs> And uh, yeah, so Republican lawmakers are really angry that they have kept this whole thing in the dark. They're calling, they they're calling for transparency. They want transcripts of these depositions released. They want members to be able to attend these hearings. They're completely in the dark about what is going on inside these hearings with these depositions. Yeah, look, I don't think they know what's going on inside and they're inside. No, they're making yeah, up. Right. They're no. making, they are. They're, just, they're, they're making things up. They're just trying to put it in a bow as much as they can. And that's exactly what Andy Biggs is saying. On Wednesday, he came out and he's called for the condemnation and the censure of Adam Schiff. He's stating that it's based on the fact that they are completely violating all House rules. And the House rules are that there must be a full House vote for an impeachment inquiry to be a legitimate impeachment inquiry. And they skipped that part. <laughs> completely. <laughs> uh, they completely they skipped like that part. Um, <sighs> and now they're just holding these secret meetings. And Biggs is stating that the House rules are set up to protect the rights of the minority party in this case, the Republicans. And since they're violating those House rules, that there's really no representation by the minority party. And this, he's claiming, is the legitimate reason for the censure of Adam Schiff. Yeah, well, his track record's been pretty bad over the last couple of weeks. That's a spread false allegations about collusion, fabricated a call transcript during a congressional hearing, lied about dealings with a whistleblower. N nothing he can do, you can be trusted. And now you've got him behind closed doors, making out testimony? Come on, man. <laughs> leaking out, cherry-picking and leaking out what he feels is going to be the most damning, not releasing entire transcripts or depositions, basically just being very secretive about the entire process and making it up as he goes. Like we said last week, it's not going to go anywhere. 
No, and that's the reason why they won't bring it to a House vote is because they know they don't have the votes. So they're just going to drag it out as long as they can, make as much of a scene as they can about it, keep it in the public spotlight because they really never care about following the law or the rules. It's always about public perception for them. And, and they're just trying to gain some sort of foothold in the public perception. So Trump, Pence, Giuliani, they've all come out stating that they will not comply with the House of Dem requests in this fake impeachment inquiry because the House is making up the rules as they go and not following the process. It's an illegitimate inquiry unless there is a vote first. And so according to multiple lawmakers on Tuesday, Pelosi and the Democratic leaders decided to hold off on any House vote authorizing on the impeachment inquiry. So they know they don't have the vote. Hmm. It's going to be the same bullshit next week with this. Don't expect it to go anywhere fast. No, they're going to drag it out as long as they can. And the point is not to bring it to a vote because they know they don't have the votes. They just want to drag it out into the public as much as they can without revealing any real information of what's going on with the inquiry, but just keep this story in the public as long as possible to discredit yeah. the president as much as they can. And they're also getting helped very much by the media, which has had a terrible week. Oh, I love it. The media has had an awful week. <laughs> right. Uh, like, well, first, first blunder that they did with the ABC was this Syrian video apparently coming out of Syria which um, was from, I think, a 2010 video from Kentucky, from a place called Knob Creek. But how, how insidious this was, because I'm, I'm, not, I'm not giving them the benefit of the doubt here, no way. They knew exactly what they were doing. Absolutely. Right? They, found, they found this video. They blasted it on their World News Network. And it was up for about 24 hours. It wasn't, it wasn't a short time. How, how insidious this was is... They've cropped the video. They've removed audio out of the video. So they obviously know this is a fake video. Right. It's, it, it, it's not, it has to go through an editing process and some sort of verification process. And it, it has to before anything's put. So they've gone through that. They've cropped it. They've taken the audio out of it with all the cheering people and all that in front. And this, this is so damaging. And, this, and it, it's little things like this that, get more people away from mainstream media. Like the more things like this happen, the Good. more people wake up. I, I, I think anyway. But of course, for the ones that are still asleep, for the people that can't see these sort of things, I mean, this, that video would have been seen by 100,000 people at least in some way. And if you're still in this chamber where you believe what they're saying, you're not on Twitter. You're not on all that. People have seen that, and that's now become their reality of what's going on in Syria. False reality. Right, and the purpose is to damage Trump's position on pulling out the troops. That's all this is about, is that the media's in bed with the Democrat Party and this attempted coup. They're going to do everything they can, including faking videos of Syria to damage the president's recent pullout of troops, which like you had mentioned last week was what, 50 to hundred troops. Not that mm, many, not a lot, not a lot. And they went as far as to use a fake video that they edited and then 
cropped up as some sort of explosion and attack in Syria. It's your typical war propaganda to show orange men bad. Pretty much. Yeah, exactly. It's pretty much what it is. It's, and they got um, busted. They got caught out really bad, really bad. <laughs> and 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 this is this is why the mainstream media hates alt tech. This is why the mainstream media wants to censor people like us. Oh yeah. Because we can we catch this shit. Oh like, yeah. We, and if you go back even fifteen years ago, they probably would have got away with that. Yes, they would have. Yes, they would you know, have. That, they would have completely got away with that, playing on the general kind-heartedness of people. And for them to say something like that, of course they're going to react negatively towards Trump. Oh, of course. they don't know better. Right, right. right. So um, just today or Wednesday, um, Trump was calling out uh, an ABC journalist at a conference, a joint conference with the Italian president. And they were asking him and, and pressing him on pulling out troops in Syria and totally mischaracterized a communication that he had had. And he was like, that's a completely false characterization of what happened. And he's like, I'm not surprised you're ABC. <laughs> Just this week, you posted a fake video from Kentucky. That is fake news. So he called it out. This is what happened. Listen, I tried to tweet that out. And my computer froze up as I was trying to do that. And I'm like, hmm, hold on a second. Not liking it. <laughs> <laughs> they do not want us spreading this. Mm. Getting the word out about how fake ABC is. The best thing about that is after they posted that video, they expected people to take them seriously about this Hunter Biden interview. Oh, I know, right? <laughs> ABC got the exclusive on the Hunter Biden interview. Imagine that. <laughs> yeah, I know, right? Right after, they got smashed for this Syrian vid. Like, so many people were making fun of ABC. And rightfully so. Yeah. Right? So ABC got the exclusive on this interview with Hunter Biden, which obviously everybody knew it was going to be softballs. The journalist set it up as though the whole thing's a conspiracy theory and of course, this whole thing has been debunked. I mean, these were the way that she framed her questions, of course, <laughs> giving him a total pass. Trump has said that Biden and his son are stone cold crooked. And uh, they mentioned that in the interview. The journalist asked uh, Hunter Biden what kind of knowledge or experience he has with Ukraine or natural gas, which he has none. <laughs> He was like, no, no, I've got some credentials. He said, I think that it is impossible for me to be on any of the boards I just mentioned without saying that I'm the son of the vice president of the United States. So right there, he just admitted that the whole reason why he's on any of these boards, which he's on, he's the vice chairman of the board of Amtrak or was for five years and a chairman of the board for the UN World Food Program. And he's admitted that it would have been impossible for him to be on any of these boards had he not been the son of the vice president. So there you go. Didn't he say that he did talk to his father about his Ukraine dealings? And CNN actually fact-checked Joe Biden yesterday. I thought that was hilarious. Yeah, that was hilarious. Yes and no. Here's what he said. He's like, <laughs> she said, did you guys talk about it? 
And he was like, no, no, there's no buts. We didn't talk about it. And then he goes on to explain that they did. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, we didn't. We didn't. A little bit. <laughs> That's exactly what it was. He was like, we, well, it was just a little bit. He found out that I joined the board of this Barisma Holdings, and he asked me, I hope you know what you're doing. And I said I did. And that was it. That was the end of the conversation. That's what he said. So they went on to talk about the China deal because the uh, journalist who was interviewing him, the ABC journalist who was interviewing Hunter, brought it up, said Trump keeps hammering away about this whole $1.5 billion China deal and set the question up as though it was some conspiracy theory. Of course, Hunter Biden agreed, oh, it's a conspiracy theory. It's crazy. And she was like, so of course, you've never received not even a penny from this company. No, not even a penny. Just to, you know, back this up with facts, an entire book was written on this. It was like a two-year-long investigation. Peter Schweitzer, who wrote this book, Secret Empires, How the American Political Class Hides Corruption and Enriches Family and Friends. This was, you know, a years-long investigation. He's the same author of the Clinton Cash book as well. And he investigated this dealing in China with Hunter Biden and John Kerry's stepson, Christopher Hines, who had had these business dealings. Of course, Biden was the VP at the time, and John Kerry was on the Senate Committee for Foreign Relations. And there was this Rosemont Seneca business that they were basically setting up deals with China. Um, a lot of that had to do with Joe Biden's and John Kerry's connections, and they trace all of the finances of it. In fact, lawmakers have raised concerns about this and wanted an investigation into this, like Chuck Grassley has written letters and so forth about it, stating that there's huge concerns when there's American tech companies that are being sold off through this deal, you know, with military applications to China through this this business that Hunter Biden was affiliated with. The fact that they're saying this is all conspiracy theory and it's all just Trump bringing it up, no. All the media, they really tried to drill this conspiracy home from Morning Joe and all that. They really just, they couldn't say that word enough. Conspiracy, conspiracy, conspiracy. They think if they just say it enough that people are just going to believe it without looking mm. any further into it. And, and some people will. True. Is what it is. We'll segue on to that too. This Trump meme that came out the other day, that caused up a bit of a stir, but it also kind of backlashed on the mainstream media again. So I mean, they've been having quite a bad week. There was this meme that it didn't come out a week ago. It's actually been around for a couple of years, but the controversy around it was it's Trump shooting journalists and political rivals. Pretty much. We'll link it in the video here. But it apparently was being played at the Trump Miami Resort. And the way the media tried to frame it, once again, is that they've shown it to like a whole room full of Trump supporters. Like Trump campaign has done this, which of course it isn't. It was like playing in some meme exhibit in the back room. Tracy Beans was there. She wrote a tweet about it. And there's pictures and all that of that room. And it's like absolutely empty, right? So they found something to attack him on. They found something to jump on. You can like it or not like it. There's a lot of people who have, have different opinions on it. I think it would have been a really good meme if it was only the companies, so like just CNN, NBC, if it was just like shooting them, 
that would have been good. But because there's people involved, right, kind of made it look bad. You know, it would have been a great meme if it didn't have any political rivals or Mitt Romney or John McCain or all of that. It would have actually been a good meme. Well, there's some amazing memers out there, and what they do is they take movie clips, right? And then they just transpose, say, Trump's face on an actor, and then they'll take, like, the CNN logo or, you know, different media logos and transpose those onto the faces of these other actors to act out the scene. And so that's what happened here. It was some scene of you know, a shootout. So we get the idea. Yeah. And in the context, we get it. That's what these memers do, but it's a little bit borderline. What gets me about it? What really pisses me off about it? But of course this is going to happen is the media lost it over this. Like, right. It was like anything. They'll just run with it. Oh yeah. It, it was like, it was a, f- some of the comments underneath from liberals. Oh my God. Right. This is the end of the world. This is like the worst thing they've ever seen. This is like so disgusting. Yet, this has happened from the left since Trump's got into office. There are so many cases of violence against Trump. Can we just for... talk about all of the Hollywood people who have oh, videos? Oh, yeah. Like music 100%. videos killing Trump. Hollywood people who have made videos like Kathy Griffin decapitating Trump. Elected officials having mock assassinations at their official fundraisers and even plays where Trump is being assassinated. So can we just talk um, about that? Oh, yeah. Well, where's the outrage there? Snoop Dogg did a video clip shooting Trump. Eminem did a video clip where Ivanka Trump was dead in the back of his trunk. Jim Carrey, have you seen his pictures? Yes. With Trump's kids on an elephant's tusk, dead, right? So where's the outrage here? If you want to play this game... That needs to be across the board. Of course it does, but they don't want it to be. Yeah, Johnny Depp insinuating that Trump should be assassinated. It's everywhere on the left. And not just in forms of art styles, if you want to put them in that category, but real-life violence. Real-life violence, like Antifa attacking people in the streets just for wearing MAGA hats. But you've also got Antifa going to journalists' hats. You had Antifa going to Tucker Carlson's hats. Where we was have, the we have freaking there. elected officials like Elon Omar going to <laughs> these places <laughs> where Trump supporters are being attacked. Uh, another example, Ted Cruz, when he was having dinner, you have Antifa putting in there. So like these are real life acts of violence that are happening. And there is millions of cases of it, right? So prevalent. Right. <laughs> but this but this meme was the worst thing that's happened this year when it's come to violence. This was a call to war. This was disgusting. Yeah, exactly. The double really standard. really sets me off. And, and, and this is the problem with controlled media is those things are not shown across the board. So you might have a moderate or something that is not on Twitter and that is not up to date or does not search or is in this field of information that we are, that we look for it, that we want to find the truth out of it. And they're just getting all the media's feeding them. Dangerous. And this is what they rely on. Most Americans, they have busy jobs, busy lives. They don't have time to dig deeper. And so they literally just rely on the legacy media 
to provide what they are supposed to be providing, which is the news, but it's not. It's not the news. It's a lot of opinion and speculation and one-sided points of view disguised as news, which gets us to the next topic, which is this Project Veritas exposing CNN. Before we go on that, I just want to say about this last thing, Trump and the White House condemned that man. They came out and said it, like he does with most things, like he does with white supremacists and stuff. But yeah, I bet you haven't seen that anyway. No, exactly. But yeah, continue with CNN. Speaking of opinion. (laughs) So a CNN insider by the name of Carrie Porch came to Project Veritas. He had hidden cameras and recorded days and days worth of footage of interactions with coworkers at CNN, as well as with phone calls with the president, Jeff Zucker. A lot of this information to you and I, really not shocking at all, but it's just another expose for those who are maybe less informed to show the bias of CNN. We know CNN's bias, but this is just more proof of it. I think the big thing about this was that networks like CNN and all that, they really try to push the point across that they're unbiased and they're journalists. That's what they're supposed right? to be. I know that's what they're supposed to be. You don't need to tell me. I know this. <laughs> <laughs> but they're not. But, but they really try to push this across to the public all across the board, that they're unbiased and they're just dead journalists reporting facts. And I think this expose really shows right from the horse's mouth, right from the top of the network, it is completely partisan. Absolutely. And they even talk about this in the video, for example, juxtaposing, say, Sean Hannity, for example, who claims that he is a Trump supporter, that he leans right, he is a conservative, all of these things, so that you know the source that you're getting the information from. They juxtapose that with, a, say, a Don Lemon or a Anderson Cooper, and they do not say that. They do not make their opinions known. Although we know them, we know where they stand. It's just they they make it as though they're just (laughs) providing the news. (laughs) They do go on and talk about that in the videos. Frito as well. You know what? They didn't really mention Frito that much, a little bit. Yeah. So they did talk about the phone call, Jeff Zucker, the 9 a.m. phone call that he has with everybody. He was really pushing the impeachment story. He didn't care about any of the other stories. He just was pushing the impeachment story so heavily. And the employees on hidden camera were talking about how they, a lot of them want to have journalistic integrity, but they feel like this heavy handedness by the higher ups to push a certain narrative. You can't though. You can't. When you've actually got the head of the network on the phone to you telling you to do that, you can't. Like, I understand a lot of people that work in these industries and all that obviously, you know, lean left, especially in a place like CNN. But I think a, a, most of it, most of it's money, mostly based on money. Oh, yeah. They talk about that, too, in the video as well, about how a lot of it's based on money, ratings, and it's almost like, you know, a game show or a comedy show where they're just really trying to get as many viewers as they can with the most provocative headlines or show topics. Channels like that have become just as bad as like the clickbait videos that you see on YouTube. Right. They're desperate. 
They really are. It's, it's, it's kind of how they frame their networks now. Legacy media won't go down without a fight. They'll keep barking and they'll keep spending money. I can see it in the future. And that's why like people that do journalism or try to spread some sort of truth and try to put some information out in the world needs to get on these other platforms too, especially alt tech platforms like BitChute, etc. These things are important. Definitely. So Trump tweeted out <laughs> this week after this Project Veritas thing dropped that he heard that Zucker was going to resign shortly. I don't know <laughs> if that's true or not, but I thought it was awesome. Yeah, and it was funny. <laughs> CNN didn't officially respond that I'm aware of yet, but <laughs> one of the VPs of communications, Matt Zornick, replied with just LOL. So laughing it off, I guess. <laughs> but definitely Jeff Zucker is in the hot seat. A lot of other tidbits that came out this week, there were several pictures floating around of Jeff Zucker's ex-wife, Karen, who was spotted with none other than Ghislaine Maxwell in the Upper East Side socialite scene. So they look real chummy. Yeah. Of course they are. No doubt there's reasons why Zucker wants Trump to go down and why he's so heavily pushing this impeachment. So what else we got to talk about? I think that's it. All right. I think we smashed <laughs> through it, man. Well, there you go. Mm, I miss Corey. I know. I do too. It's not the same, man. She's always got something good to say. She's always the best with the segues. She is. She's mm. the segue girl. Yeah, I know. We're, we're struggling a little bit. Yeah. <laughs> it's all right. Pass makes perfect. There we go. Mm -hmm. All right, guys. Well, we hope you enjoyed the show. Thanks for listening here on Dig It with the speaker, myself, The Sharp Edge, and usually Corey from Corey's Digs. Be sure to check out all the links below in the description, and please be sure to share, like, subscribe, and hit that bell. We'll see you back next time right here on Dig It. Oh, I'm surprised you got that right. I didn't even write it down this time. (laughs) (laughs) Thank <laughs> you.